0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Truck! This is ground ball to second base. Red Heeple. Balls down. Picks it up. Fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. Let's go on. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. This is Brendan Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Dan Garcia on location on. Uh, uh on vacation to tell you the truth so this might be a little quicker than most uh, or and probably not as much uh sound bites if at any because i've been pretty busy but you know i still feel like we need to get out here and talk about the series that just ended up in seattle and then obviously the 10 game road trip now the angels are heading back home on monday well so we'll start real quick on on friday uh first game up in seattle after a day off uh really good series to kind of test the angels to see where they stand in the AL West right now. It is fairly still early. You know, you don't want to make too much about these kind of early games because there is plenty of time to catch up in the standings and there is no team right now running away with the AL West. So that's the good news about, I guess this weekend and about, you know, this part of the season is that, yeah, you want to win these games and yeah, you want, uh, these games, You don't want these games to come back and bite you in the ass later. But at the same time, you lose these games, it doesn't mean too much because there is plenty of time to catch up. You get on a hot streak and uh, you can make up a lot of ground. So like I mentioned before, let's get into Friday's game. Um, Friday's game up in Seattle, Angels on the board early in the first inning with a double by Anthony Rendon, who, someone that, who has still struggled a bit to get on – on base and struggled to uh, produce at his caliber ever since coming back from the injury. So he's a guy that obviously you're looking for to make more and more contributions. And so he gets a double angels up one. Jared Walsh comes in with a sack fly. Uh, He had a good weekend. Uh, Angels up two going into the bottom of the first, you know, Andrew Haney had a lot of, Eyes on him for this series because of his last couple, and for to see how he would do this this outing up in Seattle. And unfortunately, it wasn't great. He ends up giving up a home run to Mitch Haniger in the bottom of the first, and I think it had to be like the third or fourth ball He's, he threw that game. And that kind of not necessarily set the tone for the game, but kind of made you cringe a little bit, wondering where this was going to go. In the third, Otani again home run. This is his eighth home run. Uh, brings the score. Angels up three to two. So you're kind of thinking, okay, cool. Maybe now Andrew Haney would be able to settle a little bit. But, you know, for unfortunately for him, he seems a little bit sporadic throughout the game. They mentioned it on the on the broadcast, a lot of full counts, a lot of um, you know, having guys down two strikes or, or down two outs. And Andrew not being able to produce that last out. And it kind of got to him a little bit because in the fourth uh, or in the third, sorry, uh, Dylan Moore singles on the line drive to make it three, three. And then in the fourth, obviously Tom Murphy homers to make the game three to four Seattle. And, you know, like I mentioned, Andrew had a lot of eyes on him Andrew, a lot of people were hoping for the best for Andrew and doesn't mean that he's not going to produce this this season or he's not a good pitcher. I just think where Andrew is I think he's going to be a 3 or a 2, a low end 2 high end 3. I think that's kind of where he's settled in right now and unless he changes something in the next coming, you know, weeks or months, he's probably that's probably going to be his best slot as a pitcher. And you know, with that comes the likelihood of him not always throwing a lights out performance that comes with him having a good game or two good games. And maybe that third game is a little bit of a clunker, but um, I think that's why he's not necessarily the number one on the team right now is that he does kind of have that consistency issue, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have a spot on this rotation. I still think he's a good pitcher for where he is in this rotation. He goes, unfortunately, like I mentioned, high pitch count. He goes three in a third inning, six hits, four runs, um, five strikeouts, three home runs, and and the solo shots normally don't kill you. He gave up two solo shots and a two-run home run, I believe. So those are his four runs right there, you know. But it just I don't know it just didn't seem like the offense was really quick clicking as much. Um, but like I mentioned, he goes three and a third, but yet still has ninety pitches. So this shows how much he was working at the plate and how much of like a high stress uh, he was going through the whole game. And unfortunately it it got to him, you know, like I mentioned, it got to him the last couple of games. He wasn't bad. The last couple of games, he was able to produce really solid outings. And so if there's one clunker in every three or four games, I think that's fine. Uh, I think you can kind of expect that from him at this point until he does kind of turn, turn the corner to be that number one. If he becomes that number one, I, I mean, where he is in his career right now, I don't know necessarily if you can forecast him to be a future number one. He might be a guy that is, you know, we'll see how this ge- this season plays out. He might be one of those durable, eat up innings. Um, when you look at the long run, you know, 180 innings type of guy, we'll see how this inning goes or this season goes. But you know, unfortunately, he was not able to get out of some trouble in that game. But after that, you know, the bullpen comes in, and the bullpen has already been used a bunch this season. So uh, you kind of hope that that kind of slows down a little bit. You have Junior Gara come in for two and two-thirds innings. He only gives up one run and two walks with four strikeouts. So, um, again, the bullpen's asked to do a lot, do a lot this inning. Um, Slayers comes in. Claudio comes in. uh, You know, there's a bunch of people that kind of come through. And they ultimately give up seven runs. And that's kind of what the final score was, seven to four. And watching this game Friday night, there was a couple balls that were hit hard. I think two definitely by Albert that got to the warning track. And unfortunately, you know, if you've been up to Seattle, you know that there is uh, they're right there along the ocean. So Marine Layer, if you're from Anaheim, you go to those Angel games, you know exactly what that is. Um The marine player keeping the ball in. So, unfortunately, you know, he hit one or he hit two. Albert hit two. I think Upton got a hold of one that was right there on the warning track, too. So, you know, if those travel another combined, like, four feet, this game is completely different. But, unfortunately, they dropped that first game uh, four to seven to Seattle. Again, this team is kind of sneaky, and I kind of talked about a little bit when we previewed it earlier in the season that do I think they will win the division? No. But do I think they can wreck some people's chances at the division? Absolutely. I think this team, especially for how young they are, they're just getting back Kyle Lewis. If you see them the last week of the season or the last two weeks of the season and you're in contention, this is probably a team that you want to see the least just because of the fact that they have a a lot of young guys that are still kind of working into their spot in that that lineup in that rotation. And then if you give them a full year, it's going to be really interesting to see how, how they do. So, uh, you know, but like I said, not the great, greatest outing by Haney. Hopefully he's able to bounce back. Angels lose seven to four to Seattle. So now you go into Saturday night, Saturday night. And for me, especially for this offense, it just seems like, it could be the hottest or the best hitting team in baseball, but it does not seem like it is the most consistent hitting team at all. You know, we talk about four runs, which is great. This game is a whole different story. They absolutely blow up, and they blow up early. Um, eight total runs in the first two innings, and a lot of it's done by Jared Walsh, who for the game, he had four hits, three RBIs, and two home runs. And a walk to throw in there just, just to show that he doesn't swing at everything. So Jared Walsh in this game on Saturday absolutely killed the ball, absolutely did great. Um, you know, but it all started out with Mike Trout hitting a home run in the first inning. Uh, that scored him and Otani. And then, like I mentioned, Jared Walsh hit a home run in the first inning also. So they're up three nothing. And with Griffin Canning, his struggles early in, in games, you, you, you like the fact that they were able to get him up early and, um, were able to kind of, not be so – take that pressure off of him. I think it's the biggest part. Take that pressure off of Andrew Heaney, especially when he's pitching early because he has had an issue early in games getting through the lineup like the first time or the first couple innings. But this time, he you know, the first two innings were, were pretty clean by Andrew. Nothing too crazy. Um, again, it, it helped. They add five in the second. All started with Otani um, to fill this choice and Iglesias scores. But then – Anthony Rendon, again, the guy that we're waiting to come around to be Anthony Rendon, doubles in this game. And then Jared Walsh, like I mentioned again, comes in in the third or in the second. So you have two home runs from Jared Walsh in back to back innings. This guy is going to be, um, you know, obviously, it looks like the, the first baseman of the future, if you will. So um, great, great offensive output. But like I mentioned, this team just does not seem to do it consistently. You know, it's there, you know, there's capable, but. Um, there was a couple, you know, times in this series, especially like, yeah, it, it might look pretty when they put up five or something like that. But there's a lot of times in, in games where it's like you need that one, you know, one hit to gain to get guys around to score. A lot of guys left on base. A lot of guys not hitting with runners in scoring position in the two losses, and you just wish that, you know, like I mentioned, uh, Anthony Rendon came up in, in the Saturday game with runners on and he's able to produce that hit to get guys on. So, you know, you don't lose an opportunity that way. And, but I think Sunday we'll get to that in a bit. I think Sunday, that's where it really hurt is that fact that they didn't, they didn't get that key hit at the key time. And then after a while, you kind of feel like guys are pressing because it hasn't come naturally when it's flowing. It just seems like, I mean, you know, the, the old saying hitting is contagious. And it just seems like this team is a perfect example of that. When it starts hitting, it starts going, but when it doesn't go, You know, it it takes a while to pick up. And I know, and we talked about it before, I know in previous games they've been able to rally late in the seventh or the eighth inning, which is great, which is fun. As a fan, you love seeing that because it kind of rewards you for sticking to the game and watching it all the way through, even though they might be down between innings one through seven. And if they come back in the eighth, you feel like you're rewarded for the patience, and it's great. But something like that isn't necessarily – sustainable and I think sometimes we're trying to see that now where they're taking two or three run uh, deficits late into games to the seventh inning eighth inning ninth inning and they're not coming through as much as they were before but if they would have got a base hit you know in the second inning they might have been able to score two because guys are on base and everything like that so um like I mentioned, after the top of the after two, you're looking at eight zero, and you're looking, you know, for now the ability for Canning to go deep into this game. You're looking for Canning to eat up innings, and so you not so you wouldn't have to use the bullpen like you have the last you know handful of games. Um, but you know, Canning gets into a little bit of trouble in the third, and by that I mean he gets people on on a the fielder's air by Iglesias, and that's something too that was really. Surprising to me when I was watching the game is and they kind of talked about it, Iglesias leading the team in airs. If you watched the spring training games with Iglesias out there, you know, when I was saying it too, you thought he was going to be a top level defender. Now it seems like some of his throws are kind of off a little bit. It looks like he's, you know, getting eaten up by some ground balls a little bit. So that's kind of not frustrating, but kind of and, and kind of shows that the Angels will be in the market for a shortstop next year with the huge shortstop class coming out. But he, uh, Tom Murphy reaches on a field of air by Jose Iglesias. J.P. Crawford singles in a a run and make it 8-1. Mitch Hanniger reaches on another air, throwing air by Jose Iglesias. So now you're talking about two airs by Jose Iglesias in one inning, and that's definitely not what you brought him in for. Granted, he's doing – pretty good bat wise. And that's something that a lot of people had questions about, but I don't know if that's a great trade off to have him be for him to be doing great, uh, you know, at, at the plate, but really struggling fielding the position because again, Jose was a guy that the angels brought in for his glove. I felt and anything they gave offensively would be a plus, but it just seems like he's having real trouble um, playing the field a little bit right now. And so hopefully that kind of, you know, even them, but the Angels as a whole, you talk about older Angel teams that have been successful. You know, the, One of the main things about it has always been the defense. The defense has always been top of the league, always been very sure-handed. And it seems like this year is not like that as much as you would like. There's a lot of errors going on, three total errors in this game in Seattle on Saturday. So definitely something that the Angels could clean up, definitely something the Angels could um, – work to improve going into the you know the rest of the season because you know you give good teams and and I and I think Seattle is that now I don't know I want to say they're a great team or, or top tier team but they're a good team and if you give them opportunities like that they, they can beat you and they just Angels were just lucky that they got off to such a hot start in this game that it didn't come back and bite them but like I mentioned, looking for Griffin Canning to get some serious depth, looking for Canning to get some serious innings um, in this game. Unfortunately, only was able to go five and a third. So he got into the sixth inning. His pitch count was at 93. He got into a little bit of trouble in that inning from what I remember, and I was surprised to see Madden take him out with that big of a lead right now because, um, like I mentioned, the bullpen has been seriously worked. The bullpen has been – uh, if not the top innings eaters in the major league, they're right up there. And that's something that is not sustainable throughout the year. There's been so many years past where the Angels bullpen would be great in the front end of the season, but because of the usage rating, because of all these guys having huge innings on their on their on their box score coming into, you know, August and September, these guys start fading and they're not as productive. So you gotta have to figure that out fairly quickly because these guys are being used you know, it seems like two, three days in a row for you know four innings as a, as a bullpen total, like four innings, five innings. I was, and and that's not sustainable. C. Chet comes into this game, gives up two, um, you know, over an inning and a third. Uh, Rowan comes in, gives up two over an inning. So the game actually, you look at the score, actually looks a little bit closer than what it actually seems like. 10-5 uh, to five was the final score on Saturday. And then another thing, too, with the Angels that I am raising an eyebrow or just kind of keeping an eye on is the fact that it does seem like they explode for these huge innings. Like I mentioned, it's contagious. Everyone can hit. But it seems like when they get put in situations later in games, they, they, they're quiet. Like they'll score eight runs in one inning, and then they will not get another run the rest of the game. And I don't know if that is just – them having a certain read on a certain pitcher. And then once that pitcher goes out, they don't have it anymore. Or if it's something that is too relaxed and they realize, Oh, we're up eight and maybe we don't have to take this at bat as seriously. I don't know what it is, but it just seems like every time they have a huge inning where it's like six or more or five or more, the rest of the game, they don't really put innings together like that. Again, they just put, you know, one here, if that like this game, they put two. And so, um, yeah, they are very very streaky and I think you see that in this game and then you see it in the Sunday game the game 10 they did, we did today the season or the series finale against Seattle um and or Bundy on the mound so you're hoping for you know a good outing by Bundy and he did exactly that Bundy gave you a, a great outing unfortunately it was it was not able to get you any kind of run support Bundy goes 6 innings 5 hits Two earned runs. Um, I think what six strikeouts, one walk. Does a great job, but is still looking for that first win. And granted, wins aren't the best indicator of how good a pitcher is, but it's still nice to see the guy that Angel fans love to watch pitch or, or say that he's the ace of the or top guy of the, of the rotation. To see him only having, you know, being zero and three, you know that that has to hurt at least the psyche at least a little bit. And granted, like I said, wins aren't the best um, indicator of how good a pitcher is, but offensively, an absolute struggle today against Justice Justice Sheffield. I thought this game was going to be a pitching duel. When I talked to DH from Sunday League, the podcast, we kind of both talked about it. This was going to be the the pitching duel. and It turned out to that for that to be two runs for Seattle, five hits, and same thing for the Angels, just five hits, uh, but just none in the right situations. Zero for eight was runners in scoring position and left all eight of those guys on base, obviously. So it's just weird that they can go and and light up a guy for 10 runs the night before, but then the next night you would think that momentum would carry over, and especially in a game where – it's not even the next night. It's the next day. They're playing a the day game after a night game. You think some of that would kind of carry over. But you have, you know, 0 for 3 from Watani, even though he he got hit in the very first inning. So we'll see how that plays out for tomorrow for uh, against Tampa Bay. But he goes 0 for 3. Trout goes 0 for 3. Rendon, Rendon goes 1 for 3. You know, and guys – Pujols goes 0 for 3. Bottom of the lineup goes – you know, the bottom three guys, just looking at it right now, go – uh one for seven and if we are um producing runs usually that bottom of the lineup is a huge part of it just as far as like getting on and setting the table and it just seems like they were not able to do that or as a matter of fact it doesn't seem like anyone really was able to get on um on on base as much as you would like it's just it's it's frustrating the angels lose this game like I mentioned two to zero bunny did a great great job bullpen again kind of held it down even though, you know, you, you know, Slaggers and Myers both went inning each uh, total of three strikeouts between the two of them gave this team plenty of opportunity to be in this game. Didn't give up anything crazy. Didn't give up runs, give this team a, a, a serious opportunity to get back in this game. But this, we're not able to um, double plays again. We're not, you know, obviously the angels friends today. Um, so, you know, Jared Walsh, uh, grounds into two double plays, but it's, it's like one of those things. He has a great game the day before and then a bad game this game. You know, obviously you're not going to make a change. You're not going to jump to conclusions and be like, okay, we need him out of the lineup. But, you know, it, it. I think it just says a better thing, bigger thing for this team as far as them not being able to just hit in the, all the time in the best positions. Um, it just kind of seemed like they are living and dying by, by the home run where in the beginning of the year – it, it, it truly did feel like they were able to move guys over. And that's something that happened in this game for for Seattle that I haven't seen the Angels do in a while. Um, you know, there's a double by a uh, friend who it was on, on Seattle. You know, they – what do they do? They, they sack bunt and then they hit a sack fly. They move the guy over. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, again, they lose – this game to Seattle end up losing the series uh, one to two, not great. They're coming back home Monday against the Tampa Bay Rays. They just finished a ten game road trip, so hopefully with the with the ten game road trip behind them and them coming back home for for a little bit will definitely help. As we stand right now, uh, Angels are only two and a half back of first place of Oakland. So like I mentioned before, um, you know I. This this West isn't no one's running away with the West. For the A's to go on that huge of a streak, but yet still only be up, you know, two and a half games on on Oakland, you know, obviously shows that this team, or not this team, but this division isn't isn't going going anywhere. There's they are very capable of putting three or four games together out of, you know, six and making a serious serious run to this division. It's still early. And granted, everyone wants to say, well, we've got to win games now. Yeah, you do. But at the same time, if you lose a game now, you can make up for it later compared to maybe at the end of the season, where if you lose a handful of games in that last month of the season, you have to really turn it around quick. There's plenty of time right now to make um, make up those games. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now gonna be on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Betonline.ag has your betting action covered. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as the teams prepare to make their push for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, like it is mine, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, guess what? BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates, and this is the place for all your sports betting needs. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. That's the series. That is what you know happened in Seattle. And again, too, they, they finished a ten-game series, and and hopefully they're able to get a little better. Um, Home cooking, if you will. It's going to be just as hard to tell you the truth coming up this next week. This next week for the Angels is pretty brutal. Um, you have four against Tampa Bay and then three against the Dodgers. Dodgers are kind of um, streaking right now, so we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, the Rays are for tomorrow. And that's supposed to be the you know the big matchup. The big matchup tomorrow, Otani versus – glass now and again Otani did get hit by a pitch today and man did come did come out and say they were going to kind of play it by ear and see how he does tomorrow as far as his if he's going to pitch tomorrow as well um but he stayed in the whole game didn't seem to have an issue with it uh you just kind of hope now that the adrenaline kind of is going to slow down and they get up in the plane and have to worry about all that stuff that it doesn't kind of flare up or nothing flares up um going forward but Glasnow and Otani are kind of mashed up and kind of hyped as the you know two unhittable most unhittable pitches between Glasnow's curveball and Otani's splitter um, Otani splitter batting average has is a zero um, whiff rate is off the charts I'm just wondering how many of his walks are coming from the splitter not finding the zone because if you watched Otani at all this season so far you know exactly that uh, his biggest issue has definitely been the walk. So you have Glass now and Otani on uh on Monday. That's a 630 start. Um then you have Quintana hoping to bounce back on Tuesday. We'll see how that goes. Cobb on Wednesday and then Andrew Heaney again on Thursday. Um all these games are at 6 30 start, which is kind of interesting. That last game on Thursday is not a getaway day per se because they are, Dodgers are coming into town that next, that weekend, that Mother's Day weekend. So, um, like I mentioned, they're going to have their, you know, a, a really, really good test in front of them. They're going to have a really good, you know, measuring stick to see how this is going to go because right now with the Angels, you know, you don't have to win all these games, but you definitely do going to have to at least try to get some kind of a, sp- Close to a series split with Tampa Bay, and then hopefully take two out of three from the Dodgers because, like I mentioned before, these are two teams that have both been seriously thought of as division winners and even in the Dodgers' case, serious um, World Series contenders. So uh, for the Angels, this team is going to be tested really quick and Otani's going to get it started tomorrow. But other than that, you're not really going to have your top guys going out there. Um, Obviously, you're probably going to have Bundy during the L.A. game and probably also – um, maybe Otani by next Sunday he might be able to pitch that Sunday night game against the Dodgers or Sunday afternoon game against the Dodgers. That would be really interesting to see. But that's something we'll play ahead on uh, Thursday night for the next podcast. But, yeah, Tampa Bay is a really good team. We're going to have to see how that goes. But the way the Angels are playing, you know, it might be as simple as um, you hit – Well on one game, but then come back and and just totally freeze out the next game. And you're kind of hoping that doesn't happen. But the way the season has gone so far, it's kind of where it is. Angels right now sit at 13 and 13 at 500. Um, You know, we are with May 2nd. So they are, they were what, 500 at the end of the month. So um, not great, not terrible, you know, I don't think necessarily you have a strong feeling of what this team is yet. Only thirty games in, not even thirty games in. They're twenty six games in. So that is something to look forward to. Is that this team is still fairly young in the season, and no one in the division is running away with it. I think that's the biggest thing. If the if the deficit was, you know, five or six games right now instead of just two and a half, I think that's a whole different issue. But the fact that the A's who can win like i said was it 13 14 in a row but still only have a two and a half game lead up over the angels and a game overall in the division shows that this division isn't going to be a a division where the top team is going to win the division by like 15 games that's not going to happen in the west none of these teams are that good so angels need to start putting some streaks together two three game streaks even you know uh, like I mentioned before, if they can win like four out of six somewhere, that helps out tremendously. Don't know if it's going to happen this week again with Tampa Bay coming up and then Dodgers um, playing during Mother's Day weekend. So really good test. If they come up with it, if it comes through this week with, you know, four or more wins, I think it's a it's a huge plus, huge victory for the Angels. So we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But some more news today too. Um Maybe by the time you listen to us, I'm not sure, but you will be able to go to minor league baseball. Minor league baseball's opening day is May 4th. So Tuesday, Um, go out, support the Inland Empire 66ers. If you're local to the Inland Empire uh, or even, you know, OC people, you know, I know it's a little bit of a drive, but go out there on a weekend. It's fun to see some of these guys. They have not officially announced their roster yet, but the trash pandas, the, the, I guess you could still call them their new double A team out in Rocket City, Alabama, um, is starting their first season this year. They did put out their roster, and some big, you know, or I don't know, big names, but names that people would recognize are on that list, including uh, Reed Detmers, which a lot of people were wondering where he would start this season. A lot of people thought he was starting Triple A. I didn't have the best feeling of that. I didn't think it would be triple a just because of last season, him not pitching at all, but you can definitely see, um, you can definitely see him progress through the organization fairly quickly. Um, if there is, if he does well, you know, if he has three or four starts and he's able to, to produce well, you can see him up in salt Lake, you know, in a couple months time, easy. Um, some other names that are on there: uh, Danny uh, Brandy. He was a non-roster invited pitcher. He's up there. Um, Toy Hunter Jr. Uh, I know he's a kind of a fan favorite because of the name and his dad. He's going to be up in Double A Salt Lake or not Rocket City. But you know, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how this farm system kind of develops. There is a lot of unknown guys that you hope produce. You hope. Develop, you hope, are able to um, uh, help the team down the road. But uh, we did see confirmation from Joe Adele himself that he is going to be out in uh, Salt Lake City with Triple A, and their season also starts on the third. So something that we will be able to kind of follow a little bit more now that the season starts and kind of give you more and more updates here on the podcast. Um, especially if, the, you know, when Demers makes a start or, or when Joe does something or anything like that, because I think it'd be fun to kind of talk a little bit about that. And then obviously we will spend our fair share of time out in Ellen uh, empire this season going to be a little different because we're not going to have the access to the players like we used to at least right away. Talking to Steve Went, their PR guy, and the guy that kind of hooks us up with guys to talk to, whether it be rehab starts or just the up-and-comers, um, he said there's, there's a real strict, you know, obviously what they're going through in the majors, they're going to be doing the same thing in the minor leagues as far as access to players one-on-one or anything like that. So it looks like that's kind of shut down for now. Our best hope is that everything kind of gets more and more back to normal. So when it gets to July and it gets to August and all that stuff, we can now bring you guys those kind of – interviews that we did last year or a couple years ago, because those are definitely a lot of fun and definitely something that uh, we enjoy doing, bringing you some of these younger guys that you might not know. Um, So, you know, that's about it. Um, I'm sure by tomorrow you'll start seeing more and more of those minor league rosters be announced, whether it be Salt Lake or even like I mentioned, LN empire or the newest LN empire is now low, a, um for the Angels when they were considered high A, which kind of sucks for the Angels and, and us fans, because um, you'll still you'll see like those super young guys, the guys they drafted out of high school there, but you probably won't see if they draft someone out of college this year, you probably won't see him at an Empire at all. Their new high A affiliate affiliate, um, the Tri-City Dust Devils, and they're up in the Washington area, I believe. So that's gonna be the new high A, but with an Empire being so close to um, Anaheim, if there is an opportunity for rehab starts as fans, there will be a good chance that they will do it there, so the Angels can have their own people watching it and not have to worry about sending that player and that staff, you know, up to Washington or up over to um, Alabama for Double A or even the Salt Lake. So. That's going to be really interesting to see and and play out this year. But definitely we will be on top of that to see who starts where and, you know, when rehabs start coming around and and all that stuff. So um, the last thing I will leave with you is the obviously Tyler Skaggs strikeout. um, Kind of a a weekly update if you – between Chris Rodriguez and Andrew Heaney. uh, Hoping to get Felix Pena in there sometime soon. Reports came out that he is ready. He can come up. Madden just said, quote, unquote, it's a baseball thing. So I don't know if that he's just not looking as sharp coming off the injury or what, but he is healthy and he is working to be stretched out at that alternate site Um, and maybe even up in Salt Lake starting next week. But he is planning to be stretched out, kind of like how you see Chris Rodriguez right now with two or three innings at a time. And a fresh arm the Angels definitely need um, in their system. So – Right now with the strikeouts, we are at 51 strikeouts between Andrew Heaney and uh, Chris Rodriguez, so that's $51 for the Tyler Skaggs Foundation as we continue to count throughout the season. So that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the All Angels podcast. Um, look for another episode Thursday night. Hopefully get one done Thursday night, and then obviously Sunday night after the Mother's Day game uh, in L.A. Um, but until next time, you can always follow us, on our Instagram or Twitter, uh, halo underscore Haven, or even email us at all at gmail.com. So I am down Garcia, and this has been another edition of the all angels podcast.